This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost another close game to the Cleveland Cavaliers um, by a score of 112 to 106. Nah, I'm kidding. It wasn't really a close game. And, you know, the final score is what it is, but it was not a close game. It was a game where the Cavaliers had firm control over the whole entire game. The Raptors couldn't uh, step up and, you know, Man, honestly, this is just depressing. I don't really know what else to say. Really, it's just it's it's this is a depressing game. It really was, man. I mean, um, you know, at least that last game where the Raptors, you know, went into Cleveland and lost by three points, and there were so many things to look at. This game, like the Raptors, didn't even try, and like, you know, any time the Raptors made a run, the Cavaliers would just push them further back. And again, the game was close, but it was really just the Cavs saying. You're not really going to do anything. And anytime you do raise up, we're going to, you know, take it up even higher and we're going to, you know, put you down, basically. And that's how the Raptors uh, lost this game to the Cavaliers. Um, I guess it's not too surprising when the Rap- uh, that the Raptors lost, considering that um, Kyle Lowry had one of his worst games of the season. Um, man had 29 minutes tonight shot two of 11 one at seven from the three-point line five points three turnovers on three assists um you know the playoffs like playoff form is coming real early for Kyle Lowry real early real real early for Kyle Lowry um and you know of course it is uh, not a good look for Kyle when his counterpart Jose Calderon who is Pretty much the third string point guard for the Cavaliers, or that's what he was entering the season. Jose, who is 36 years old, I mean, we all know who Jose is. 19 points on 7 of 11 shooting with 3 of 5 shooting from deep. 4 assists, only 1 turnover, a plus 27. 
the highest mark in the uh, entire game. And uh, yeah, so that's a bad look when you let Jose Calderon kill you like that because it's not 2012-2013 anymore and, you know, Jose shouldn't be stealing your job. Um, and also, it's a real bad look when Kyle goes to San Antonio yesterday to uh, watch the national championship game. And look, man, decisions are made in the, in the, in the at, at the point, right? And if the Raptors allowed Larry to go... And, you know, why not allow him to go? He's an adult. He can take care of his business. He can, you know, go support his team, then come home and sort of carry that excitement over to the court. But he did not. He did not do that. He uh, What he did was, you know, be very glib at shoot-around and deflect any question uh, directed towards him and talk about Villanova and this and that. And it's like, all right, cool. It's all fun and games. So you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to show up and play this game, right? Mm, nah. Five points. Five points. Five points by uh, Kyle Lowry, one of the two leaders of the team. And not good defense either, um, as evidenced by the Jose Calderon thing. I mean, tough, tough night. And, and look, it, it, if you're going to ever beat the Cavaliers, which the Raptors have done, you know, it's rare, but the Raptors have beaten the Cavaliers before in both the playoff and the regular season context. If you're going to beat the Cavaliers, you're going to need your best players to perform at their best levels. And five points. Five points. Five points. Three turnovers, three assists. And Kyle Lowry said after the game, he didn't miss anything. He just uh, missed shots. Okay. Just missed shots. Cool. Just missed shots. All right. Um, and then in terms of the rest of the game, I mean, the the, the, the stressful part really is that um, there were a lot of stretches where the Raptors didn't look like they knew how to play defense, and they would make a whole bunch of embarrassing defensive miscues that wouldn't be out of place at your local, like, AAU game where, you know, uh, like, let's say if it's, like, a bunch of eight-year-olds playing basketball and there's that one kid that's, like, way better than everyone else, like, the whole team goes after him and, you know, it's almost like no one else matters and it's just like, all right, let's just send five people at the ball, like, like, Timbit soccer. Um, and, you know, that's what it's like with LeBron. LeBron just... He, honestly, like, LeBron had a triple-double, or not triple-double, he had 27, 10, and 6 tonight uh, on 14 shots, which, <laughs> I mean, Wow. Um, but it wasn't even like the LeBron was locked in or anything like that. Like, he was not locked in. He wasn't. But, like, 27 points, 6 assists, 5 turnovers. You will take that from LeBron, normally. But most of that was just LeBron wasn't even trying that hard. And when LeBron did make any sort of hard move towards the basket, the Raptors would collapse. LeBron would find the corner shooter, the corner shooter would make their shot. And one defensive miscue after another, man, I mean... And it's both both the starter unit and the bench unit, really. Like, it, it really looks like a team psyche thing where, you know, nobody's really mentally prepared to try to take it to the Cavs. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know, man. I mean, what do you, you know, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? If you come in with that kind of defeatist mindset, how are you ever going to pull off an upset even? Like yes, you can real you can realize that it's an upset, but if you go into this game knowing that you're gonna lose, you ain't gonna win. That's just, just is what it is. And um, the Raptors clearly have a mental block when it comes to the Cavaliers. It, it really does look that way. Um, you know whether that mental block always presents itself 
you know, is undetermined. I'm sure some games the Raptors will be composed and they'll take it to them. And, like, I, I don't think there was any mental block the last time the Raptors played the Cavaliers or the time before that when they won. Um, but, you know, you could definitely see it creeping into this team once in a while um, when they play the Cavs and they make these silly mistakes and they're just panicked, you know. That's the biggest sign is that they're panicked and they're not thinking rationally. They're not making good decisions. And, you know, when that time... When this instance happens the most is generally when um, it's playoff time. It's playoff time against LeBron, and, and that's when we see the lopsided results. So, yeah, this game was not fun. This game was not fun. Jose Collins was calling us. I'm not quite sure what leads the Raptors to continuously leave Kevin Love wide open. It's not like Kevin Love is an elite three-point shooter or anything like that. No. I don't understand that. I don't understand why the Raptors kept uh, forcing players to go middle. Strange. Usually, when you have a you know side pick and roll, high screen comes. Um, the the man guarding the ball handler tries to force the uh, person with the ball to go towards the baseline. Um, and the way you do that is usually you position yourself such that um, you know you're between him and the basket. Uh, and you know, that just didn't happen. They just kept making him go middle. And the Cavaliers would hit a bunch of shots. You know, Jose Collins getting a lot of unmolested jumpers that way. Uh, yeah, I don't really know, man. I mean, look, the bench came in and gave some decent minutes, I guess. I mean, if there's one guy that's not sure, it's Van Vliet. Um, the problem is it's Van Vliet, so, like, he has limitations, you know? Like, when he drives the basket and he tries to put a layup up, I mean, he's probably not going to score that because he's very small. Um, DeLon. DeLon does what DeLon does. He's all right. Pirtle didn't play, didn't play much. I was a little bit confused about that. Um, but, honestly, defensively, he hasn't quite been there outside of that Nuggets game in a while. So, uh, I, I don't really know. Siakam. Solid, I guess. Made some couple dribble moves. Went going to the basket. Guarded LeBron a couple times. You know, it's what it is. CJ. CJ. Hey, you had eight points, actually. Which is um, a little bit surprising because to the eye test, it looked like he had another really poor game. I mean, nothing like this. It's the Celtics game. I mean, thank, thank God for that, really, because that Celtics game needs to be um, forgotten about for everyone's sake, but uh, especially CJ. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think CJ was very effective. I thought his defensively he is very very soft and i'm not sure why he was entrusted to guard lebron seems like a, in terms of wing options to guard lebron i mean cj is right at the bottom with with the rosen so it's tough actually there was one play late in the game where um lebron posted up lowry and like literally it looked like just bullying <laughs> it looked like bullying lebron backed him all the way under the rim there was no help. Lowry tried to, like, force him towards help. Not really. All he ended up doing was backing away, and LeBron just spun in and hit the most effortless layup you could ever imagine. And that is the state of the Raptors, is that, you know, when it comes to the Cavaliers, they can't guard LeBron whatsoever. They can't even make him sweat a tiny bit because they play up on him. He cuts back door. If he uh, if, if he has the ball and they're pressing him and they're sending extra defenders, he's they're finding the open man. Otherwise, LeBron's just driving right past the guy to go to the rim, and he's scoring, he's shooting free throws, and he's making highlights. I mean, this is a light game from LeBron. This is a love tap, man. I mean, he was hitting, shooting a lot of little fadeaways, little step-back jumpers. 
The only time LeBron really tried was against Serge Ibaka. I, I don't know why LeBron really feels the need to uh, always be competitive against Ibaka and always try to show him up, but, you know, LeBron did that. But, uh, yeah, you know. And on the Raptors side, I mean, it, it's sort of the same as they always do. Like, they they see a lot of pressure against Lowry and DeRozan, um, especially DeRozan. They, like, the Cavaliers love to send extra bodies on DeRozan, and, and rightfully so. DeMar is actually a problem for the for the Cavaliers, that, that they really need to, you know, actually um, bend their defense to, to, to guard. Lowry is like, man, if he's not hitting shots, like, this guy's not going to do anything. Really, he's not. He's going to make some good passes and whatever, but really he's not going to do anything. Five points. Five, five points. That's That's all I need to say. Um, so the Raptors go through the middle a lot, which is good. Um, but that's another classic case of the Raptors trading twos for threes. Um, because on the other end, the Cavaliers are always able to exploit JV and even Ibaka for open threes. Uh, where, you know, there's a breakdown, there's a switch, something happens, and all of a sudden, JV's standing under the rim and he's not closing out. Whereas there's some wing, some point guard wide open, and they're shooting and JV's not getting a hand up. Same thing with Ibaka, I mean... Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, in these games, JV and Ibaka got their stats. I mean, JV, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 8 of 15 shooting, missed some bunnies, whatever. I mean, still was a minus 10 in 22 minutes, despite all that production. It's not like you can give him more touches than 15 shots in 22 minutes, but still minus 10. And part of that speaks to the defense. Uh, And then also Ibaka. 14 shots in 29 minutes. He gave you 16 points. With 12 rebounds, he was active on the glass. He had the Raptors' only block of the game. Uh, he hit some threes. The jumper looked more smooth than it has, um, you know, in most of March because it looks like the rest has really done Ibaka some good. But realistically, like, in an important moment, I don't really, don't really see Ibaka making a lot of shots in the fourth quarter, and they don't quite look for much anyway. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, the bench made a couple of runs, like mini runs. I'm talking like four or five points and then the Cavaliers would push it back, whatever. Um, but you know, Tony Casey still chose to close with the starters, still chose to close with Lowry, which was strange. I mean, I know you don't want to alienate your guy this late in the season, but like, dude, come on. You can't put Lowry in the game and expect to win because he clearly has nothing today. Five points. And, uh... Then afterwards, you know, after like two, three minutes, Dwayne Casey pulled the whole starters because it didn't work. Like, what do you think was going to happen? And is that an effective form of punishment? Really? Like, are you trying to shame them? It doesn't really work. I think I think these guys have gone through enough playoff failures to, to be impervious to shame by now. I mean, when you get outscored by Matthew Delvadova as the leading player on your team, I mean, hmm. Uh, yeah, so the Raptors lost. Um, the Celtics are down three points against Milwaukee Bucks, if the Celtics, you know, hold on to this loss, which, by the way, the Celtics are down three points with Kadeem Allen as their only point guard tonight. Uh, Terry Rozier is hurt, apparently. So, you know, they're now on the road, and they're down three. That's a lot of competitive edge to show for a team in that position, whereas the Raptors, absolutely zero hunger. only hunger we got is to... Go down for little tiny rendezvous in Texas. Good job. Good job by the Raptors. Times your three stars. Number one star, DeMar. DeMar was solid. I really don't have that many complaints about DeMar. Yeah, defensively he wasn't, like, the best. But, like, that's not realistically his job. In terms of who actually did their job tonight, DeMar did his job. 19 points, 7-13 to shooting, 
The three-point shot has unfortunately really faded into nothing. Um, ah, the Bucks got a bucket. Okay, so they're up five with 31 seconds left. Although the Celtics have made some crazier comebacks on that, so I, I don't know. But Demar, I mean, seven assists as well. Only one turnover. You know, solid. Demar was getting to the basket. He was effective. He made some tough shots. Again, like I said, the Demar is a real problem for the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers bend their defense towards DeRozan. And you know, when DeRozan was doubled or whatever, he made some great passes, especially in the first quarter. Um, and then your second star, uh, uh, uh man, uh, Siakam, I guess. Ten points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal. He's got energy. He'll run in transition. He's got you know got two transition LEU finishes, so that's good, I guess. I don't know. Siakam is also a bit of a problem for the Raptors defensively because, you know, they're not... uh, They're offensively because he's really, really cramping the floor and a lot of teams are really clued into just laying off of him. And There's only so many times you can try to drive and get to his right hand because, you know, defenses can eventually take that away, especially if they're completely sitting back against them and having him drive towards the defense is a little bit harder for him to get shots up. Because he's not that strong. So if, if you're going into a man that's already waiting there, um, it's going to be hard to shoot through him. But still, I can play with energy. And then your third star, give it to JV or Baca. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter there. Van Vliet can also get some love, sure. But still, nine points on ten shots is not that much to, to, to brag about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's depressing. It's, it's a depressing loss. If the Raptors cared about this game at all, they didn't show it. Um and again, you know, when one of your stars <clears throat> comes through with five points and uh, gets demolished by Jose Calderon, um, it's going to be a tough night for you. So, in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, not giving that to Jose. It would be rude. Jose is not a Gerald Henderson candidate. All right, Jose is a... No, nah, I'm kidding. Jose is the Gerald Henderson Award tonight. Um, 19 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, seven of 11 shooting, a block jose calderon got a block hit three threes was up game high plus 27 shout out jose calderon yeah it was a tough game it's a tough game um luckily the raptors play again tomorrow so we can uh you know feel the same sort of fear and dread and we can do that after seeing a whole day's worth of hot takes of people ripping the raptors and you know they kind of deserve to be ripped a little bit man i mean like shit they're playing like garbage right now like if you're if you're one of the lower playoff teams, you're looking like you're looking at the Raptors like they're food, man. This is this is a team that's not playing with any vigor at all. The sixty wins dream is pretty much dead. The Raptors have to win out the rest of the season to get to sixty wins because they're at twenty two losses now. And again, the the lead over first is very tenuous. Um, and you know we'll see what happens that that Boston game. But uh, yeah, it's it's a problem. It's a problem for the Raptors. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, or apologies for listening, really, because this is a really quite depressing listen. And as always, check out 10 Things, uh, and I guess I'll be back tomorrow. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. 
The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.